Slow Burn Media and Evergreen Podcast presents Who Killed, a podcast that provides a voice for the voiceless. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Who Killed. I am your host, Bill Huffman, and this is a Slow Burn Media, Evergreen Podcast, and Killer Podcast production. I hope you guys all enjoyed the holiday. As we know, just because we take time off for celebrations, that doesn't mean that crime takes a break. This week's case is a prime example of what could have been and what was in the case of 18-year-old Savannah Soto, a pregnant woman who went missing just before she was due to give an induced birth. To say this case is tragic is an understatement, and until more details come out, I will provide you with the cliff notes and the press conferences related to this case. Here's a summary of the events that occurred in Savannah Soto's disappearance. She was last seen on December 22nd, around 2 p.m. And it was the last time at the apartment complex where she and Christopher Guerra lived on Grissom Road in Leon Valley. She was driving a gray 2013 Kia Optima that belonged to Guerra. She was expecting a baby boy named Fabian. Soto's family contacted the Leon Valley police and asked them to check on her welfare at the apartment. The police arrived at the scene but did not find any evidence of foul play or forced entry. They did not suspect anything was wrong. On Saturday, December 23rd, Soto was scheduled to go to Stone Oak Methodist Hospital at 6.30 a.m. for a planned delivery of her baby. However, she never arrived at the hospital and did not respond to any calls or messages. Her mother, Gloria Cordova, was worried and posted a message on Facebook asking for anyone who had seen her daughter or knew anything about her whereabouts to contact her or the police. The tragic timeline of events unfolded over Christmas weekend as a San Antonio woman was later found dead along with what they thought was her suspected kidnapper. So between Saturday and Monday, December 23rd to 25th, Soto's family members spent the weekend and Christmas Day searching the Grissom Road apartment complex for signs of Soto and put up missing person posters. They say they last saw her on Friday night when she left with Guerra, a man they barely knew, in his Kia car. Now, Monday, December 25th, the Texas Department of Public Safety issues a coordinated law enforcement adult rescue clear alert for Soto, saying she is believed to be in imminent danger. The alert describes Guerra as a person of interest in her disappearance and provides his vehicle information. Tuesday, December 26, just shortly after 4 p.m., two people are found dead in what is believed to be Guerra's Kia, which was parked at the Kalinas and medical apartments in the 5900 block of Danny K Drive in northwest San Antonio, about three miles from where Soto was last seen. Family members heard the sobbing as San Antonio Police Chief William McManus arrived at the scene and briefed them on the discovery. He said at the time that the deaths appeared to be appeared to be a murdered suicide and that Soto was likely killed before the alert was issued. McManus says that the car contained two corpses that were likely that of Soto and Guerra, based on the preliminary investigation. He did say that he thought the car was parked there for at least three or four days and that the police were treating the case as a possible homicide. And they did state, quote, the scene was very intricate, very, very puzzling. 
but did not provide any further details. On Wednesday, December 27th, a crime took place in San Antonio, Texas, according to the SAPD. Three lives were lost in the brutal act of violence. Da, 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 da. This actually doesn't relate too much to this case. The police are investigating the case, and this is where it all turned, because the what happened basically was the 18-year-old woman and then the 22-year-old Christopher Guerra, he was, and the child, they were all considered to be murder victims. So that is the three lives that were killed. So the police department of San Antonio issued a brief, a brief press release on Wednesday morning stating that the two individuals who were discovered inside a vehicle had both sustained injuries from firearm projectiles. The authorities did not provide any further details about the victim's identities, the incident's circumstances, or the investigation's status. A statement from the police said that the cause of death and the identity of the victims will be determined by a death investigation conducted by the medical examiner's office. The statement also said that the investigation is still ongoing and did not provide any information about the possible motive or suspects for the killings. On Wednesday night of last week, San Antonio Police Department issued an update saying that the medical examiner had positively identified the 22-year-old man as Guerra, and they were still awaiting confirmation on Soto. And then on Thursday, the Bexar Medical Examiner confirms that Soto was the 18-year-old woman found in the car and that gunshots killed both her and Guerra, and they were gunshots to the head. Now, in Guerra's case, it was a contact gunshot wound, indicating that the muzzle of the firearm was held directly against his head. So, SAPD asks at this time for the public's help in identifying two persons of interest that were seen on a security video at the Kalinas and medical apartments where the bodies were found. Now, this undated photo video shows two vehicles that are seen pulling up side by side in a parking lot. One is a Chevy Silverado pickup. The other is Garris Kia. The driver of the pickup gets out and hands something to the driver. The two men speak briefly before driving off in different directions. The video released by the San Antonio Police Department showed a meeting in a parking lot between the occupants of the Kia and another vehicle. And again, at this time, when they were releasing this information, they were looking for anyone who knew anything. So... What happened was, according to the autopsy report that was released on Friday, December 29th, the deaths of Soto and Guerra were both homicide. Now, this contradicted the original speculation by the police that one of them might have killed the other and then committed suicide. The report does not provide any details on the cause or circumstances of the killings. So, as I told you at the beginning, this case is breaking as we speak. So, on Wednesday, January 3rd, just a couple days ago, the San Antonio Police Department revealed that they have arrested a father and son in connection with a double homicide. According to police, Christopher Percado, 19, is facing capital murder charges for allegedly shooting and killing two people during a drug transaction that turned violent. His father, Ramon, 53, is accused of helping his son dispose of the bodies and hide the evidence. He is facing charges of abuse of a corpse, a second-degree felony. San Antonio Police Department Sergeant Washington Mascasos, who spoke to the media, said that the investigation is ongoing and that more details will be released soon. So with that being said, let's go ahead and listen to the press conference 
from when they originally were missing to what they have most recently uncovered, and that is that this was a double homicide and not the murder-suicide that they had first anticipated. The individuals who saw this evening, the first individual's name is Ramon Preciado, 53 years old, Second individual is Christopher Preciado, 19 years old, SID number 11910061. So the two individuals we, uh, we just walked out today, again, is a father and son. The first individual is a father, the second individual is a son. Uh, they're going to be charged, the, the father's, uh, I'm sorry, the son's going to be charged this, this, afternoon, this evening with capital murder, and the father's going to be charged with abuse of a corpse. So we do expect uh, more charges to be, uh, to be pending. So I'm not going to go into the whole thing. We, we all know uh, what kind of led us to, this, to, to where we are today. Um, I will say that when we recover or when, when uh, the bodies were discovered on Danny Kay, uh, obviously the investigation began. SAPD detectives made that location and started collecting evidence. Um, one of the key pieces of evidence that we did collect at the scene was um, Savannah's cell phone. And uh, so our... That was given, handed over to our tech, our technology team, who was able to do the, download some information on there with the assistance of the U.S. Secret Service. We were able to get enough information, um, and so that that information was given to our detectives today. With that information, the detective, uh, detectives were able to uh, find a possible location of where the the suspect vehicle that was released on that on that surveillance camera, the surveillance video, a uh, possible location where that suspect vehicle might be. They made that location, and sure enough, the vehicle was there. They did a little bit of surveillance on the video or on the on the uh, vehicle, and then um, were able to determine which house it belonged to. They went up, knocked on the door. Uh, the fir the first gentleman, the, the I'm sorry, the the first individual, uh, the father answered the door. He knew why the police were there. Um, was was cooperating fully with the investigation. We're brought here to headquarters, and our detectives were able to start interviewing both the son and the father. Again, they were both at the home, they were both brought down here, and the, and the um, interrogations began. Um, through interrogating the individuals, the, uh, our detectives had enough, uh, based on what they said, there was enough information there to get a warrant signed by a judge tonight, again, to charge Christopher with capital murder and Ramon with uh, abuse of a corpse. Again, there will be more charges pending. This is what we have right now. I'll answer any questions. Uh, did you the capital murder for the son and then abuse of the corpse charge for the dad? Does that mean that you guys believe the son killed them and then the Absolutely. dad helped hide the bodies? Yes, yes. And um, so I want to touch base on something real quick. That since the release of the video that we set, that we put out on the 28th, uh, there has been internet has blown up with. Um, people sending tips and people just sending misinformation. There's a lot of misinformation out there. These two individuals are, to, are the only sus suspects that we were looking for. They, they were arrested. There were many names being thrown around on the internet. Uh, those people had nothing to do with this. We, we vetted them and, and everything. They, they didn't have anything to do with these murders. So the individual, again, Christopher, uh, we believe committed the murders of, of Matthew and Savannah, and then Ramon uh, helped it appears to be a narcotics, a narcotic-related deal that, that went bad. Do we know the connection between this father and son and Matthew and Savannah, or the uh, connection to the apartment complex? 
So there's no apparent connection to the apartment complex. It's just a place where they want to go dump, uh, dispose, or hide the vehicle with the bodies in it. And it appears that um, the it was a drug deal. So there was like a drug connection to the uh, the suspect and the two victims. When you say abuse of a corpse, can you talk about that a little bit? Was there any mutilation, or is that? It's just when you um, hiding the body, moving the body after after uh, discovering that and all that kind of stuff. Yep. When did he kill them? When exactly? So uh, the the um, December twenty first, which is a Thursday, just before midnight, is when the actual murders took place. Uh, on that. Mm -hmm. It is. Are they going to be charged for the baby? Because in the state of Texas, technically, they could be charged for third. Right. So the um, like I said, there's going to be possible charges pending. More, more charges pending. Our detectives are going to talk with the Bear County DA to determine if there are going to be any charges facing. Uh, they're going to be facing any charges related to the unborn baby. And do we know if she was dilated at all? If, or if I didn't have that information from the medical examiners. I know that she was scheduled to be induced. Uh, and she didn't make her appointment, which is why the, the family went to the police to make the, to file the missing persons report. Did he say where, where exactly they killed them? I don't have exactly location. We just know that they were killed from a, at a different location and then taken to that, the apartment complex to, uh, to, dispose, of the, to dispose of the vehicle and the, the bodies. I know there were some Spanish questions. I want to knock it out real quick. Yes, could you give us a Ramón Preciado, de 53 años, y el segundo es Christopher Preciado, de 19 años. Uh, Christopher Preciado um, um, es el que hizo el, los asesinatos de, los, de las víctimas. Y el, su papá, Ramón, uh, ayudó en uh, esconder o tratar de esconder el, el carro y, los, y las víctimas. ¿Las dos personas eran las que aparecían en el video de vigilancia sí. que presentaron la semana pasada? Sí. Ajá. ¿Había un motivo para matarlos? Parece que, parece que había una uh, transacción de drogas que, que no fue que fue mal, que fue mal, la, transacción de, la eh, transacción de drogas fue mal y resultó en la muerte de los dos víctimas. When you say drug deals, you mean, were they buying or selling? Do you know what? Well, was I buying? mean, someone was buying and someone was selling. So it was a, it was a drug. So, can Ramon be charged with these murders uh, through the accomplice theory or the multiple parties theory? Sorry, could who? Uh, Ramon, the dad. Could he be charged with the murders as well through an accomplice theory? No, he was not. He was not there during the commission of the murders. He was there kind of, I guess he was called afterwards to help dispose or help his son. Did he still have previous records? I'm sorry? Did he still have previous records? Uh, Christopher has no previous criminal history, and Ramon did have a small, uh, he had some, some prior criminal history. So are you all done looking for suspects at this yeah, point? Yeah, we don't have any other suspects. And that, that surveillance video, were they alive during that surveillance no. video? They were not alive during no. Last question, guys. Christopher killed and then moved the bodies to the car? Correct. Well, I mean, I don't know if you moved them into the vehicle. Um, the, they, the vehicle with the bodies in was driven to that apartment company. It didn't happen at that apartment company. So ultimately, who's going to make the decision on the final charges? Is that going to be the DA's office? Correct, yes. So uh, our, our detective, again, tonight are charging them with capital, uh, Christopher with capital murder 
and Ramon with uh, abuse of a corpse. They're, they are working on some other charges that they're going to uh, file. Uh, but regarding, I think specifically the question that you had about the, the unborn baby, they're going to have a, a conversation with the DA to determine whether they can uh, charge or um, put the baby as another victim. So does SAP have any say whenever they talk to the DA's office? Absolutely. Or? Yeah, it's it's a collaboration with our with our DA's office. Would you say SAPD is going to seek that third charge for the unborn baby baby? Our detectives are going to do everything they can to, to bring justice to the family. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you all for coming out today. Because this is an open investigation, I'm not going to answer questions unless it's to confirm something I'm, I've just said. But I'm not going to answer questions that may get into the details of the investigation. So first of all, uh, I want to expand, uh, extend condolences to the families of both Savannah and Matthew. I also want to re uh, reassure them that detectives are doing everything that they can do to solve this case. Uh, Savannah Soto and 22-year-old Matthew uh, Guetta were reported missing by Leon Valley uh, on 12-23-23. A clear alert was issued for Savannah by DPS because it met the criteria for a clear alert to be issued. Uh, clear stands for the state's coordinated law enforcement uh, adult rescue alert program. Families of both victims reached out to SAPD on the 23rd to make a police report, but we had learned that Leon Valley had already taken a missing person report. Savannah and Matthew resided in Leon Valley, in Leon Valley's jurisdiction, and were last seen in Leon Valley. Therefore, Leon Valley was the uh, reporting jurisdiction. Officers did document details provided by the family members under an SAT, SAPD information report. On the 26th at about four o'clock, SAPD was called to assist Leon Valley PD at 5903 um, Danny Kay. Leon Valley was uh, requesting assistance. Families of both victims were at the location and reported Leon Valley PD that earlier in the day, they received information that the missing gray Kia Optima was at the Danny K address. When police arrived, they discovered two people in the Kia. Uh, EMS was called to the scene and they pronounced both victims at the scene. It appeared that the vehicle had been located in, in, at that location for several days. The medical examiner had identified 22-year-old Matthew as one of the deceased victims in the vehicle and he died from a gunshot wound to the head. The manner of that death is still pending. The second deceased victim has not yet been officially identified by the, by the medical examiner. However, I think we can be confident that that second victim was Savannah. This case is being investigated as a capital murder case. Detectives right now are combing through days of surveillance video from several different locations that the victims were known to be where the victims were known to be. Detectives uh, are hopeful that surveillance video will lead to the events leading up to their death. Detectives are also combing through social media and cell phone records to determine the last communications with the victims. 
We have a video here that we're going to share with you. We have already put it out on social media. You may have already seen it, but we're going to run this video here today. Uh, we are hoping that uh, someone is able to identify the individuals that are seen in this video. Um, if anyone has any information regarding what they may see in this video, we would ask that you call Homicide on 207-7635. You can remain anonymous. You do not have to give your name. The video was taken from a nearby location where the bodies were located. And finally, here is a slowed down image of the first person of interest getting out of the Chevy Silverado that is seen next to the Kia. And then here's another, there'll be another sl uh, slowed down image of the second person of interest getting out of the victim's Kia Optima. Um, once you've looked at the video, I will take a few questions. Again, to only to clarify what I've said, if, if you're not quite sure about it, but I will not take questions other than what I've just talked about because the investigation is still active. Chief, you said that ME said that for Matthew Guerra, it was a gunshot wound to the head, but when we called them, they said it's a contact gunshot wound. What does that mean? It means that it was there. Um, um, when we talk about the, the manner of death has not been determined, the manner meaning was it a suicide or was it a murder? So that's what the ME has yet to officially put out. So there's a possibility that this could be a murder-suicide? That, that possibility exists, but right now we don't believe so unless we get information from the ME that would change our current course. You don't believe so, and I, I wonder the callousness of all this. What is your message to the person or persons who may have committed this? You know, somebody asked me that the other night, and I, I don't know what value that adds to this interview, what message I would put out. I mean, clearly, it was a heinous act. It was, it was, you know, unspeakable, the tragedy of it. Um, I mean, what message would I give to those folks? I mean, I don't see what the value of that question is, but anyway. And just to clarify, you are treating this as a homicide for both people? It is a capital murder investigation. For both victims? Yes, right now, unless we get information that changes that. And Chief, when was the surveillance video? Is this one from the 26th? Say again? Where and when was this surveillance video taken? A few days before yeah. the before. bodies were discovered. And where was this? What's the address of this area? Where what? Where the what's that? Where's, where's, is this where the bodies were discovered? Very close to it, yes. Very close to it. Um, I do see, I believe he is handing something to the driver of the pickup truck. Do we know anything about that? I mean, that, that's... That's what we're looking at. Uh, what we believe right now, it was something to wipe the side of the car down with. Uh, you know, we can't be 100% certain with that, but that's what we're studying in this video, and that's what we believe right now. And do we believe that these people may have any links of some sort? Do we know what links they I, have? I, I, I don't know that. Uh, and again, that would be part of the investigation. So just to be clear, the, the vehicle, the Kia Optima, that's the vehicle that they were found in? Yes. But the person that's getting out of the vehicle, you're saying, out of the Kia Optima, is that, is there somebody that gets out of that vehicle that you're talking yes. about? Yes. Yes. And you don't believe it to be either Matthew or? No. Okay. So Correct. We, do you all believe that they were shot, the killings happened somewhere else and they drove the car and dumped it? Well, I, 
you know, again, I don't want to I don't want to get into the to the details other than what we've what I've talked about here today. So uh, 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 the answer to that question would be yes. But but other than that, again, I'm not going to answer questions that are outside of what I just talked about. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's presser of the week, because this is kind of a hot case. And it's one of those cases where everything happened really quickly, where it was a suspected murder suicide that turned into a double homicide, which was a drug deal gone bad. At least up until this point, that is what we are being told. Interesting stuff. And it's always informative to hear straight from the horse's mouth so as you know i drop new episodes every friday i'm back from holiday break so new episodes will be coming your way and again i appreciate you guys listening and for all the downloads in 2023 and for the last five and a half plus years you guys are great fabulous audience love you all and i hope you nothing but the best between now and next week But as you know, between now and then, as always, be healthy and stay safe. I want to take a moment to tell you about my podcast, Carol Costello Presents Blind Rage. In 1984, a woman named Phyllis Cottle was abducted in broad daylight, tortured, and left to die in a burning car in Akron, Ohio. At the time, I was a rookie reporter covering this horrific story. Since then, I've reported every kind of crime imaginable. I've been able to leave most of them at work, but not this one. The one that buried itself under my skin and stayed put. Phyllis Cottle was a badass woman, and I want to tell you her story. A production of Evergreen Podcasts and signature title of the Killer Podcast Network. You can find Carol Costello Presents Blind Rage wherever you get your podcasts. Discover more great true crime and paranormal programming at KillerPodcast.com. 3AM, the comedy horror podcast that holds weekly gatherings around the campfire. Let me tell you what you're going to get. You're going to hear stories about demonic possessions, prison stabbings, Skinwalkers, Glitches in the Matrix, Cult Leaders, Missing 411, Night Marchers, Operation Paperclip, Mesopotamian Devil Worship, and so many monsters it'll give Kanye West a runaway for his money. Pop and meme culture also aren't off topic. A camp where laughs and scares are constantly competing for first place. We're just a group of friends trying to bust each other's balls, find the best stories, and expand the circle in the process. 3AM, the comedy horror podcast, not for the faint or fragile of heart. Let's go.